Now we're going to talk some Gator baseball. This guy, even in the offseason, very popular. Sully, lots of people calling up. Can he get Sully on? Talk about what happened over the summer and his roster. So guess what? He's going to join us now. Good to have you, Sully. Welcome. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Uh, let's, let's talk about some of the kids uh, over the summer, you know, playing in the Cape and other places. Uh, were you pleased with you know what some of those kids got to do and, and get some work in? Yeah, I was, but, you know, I was thinking about this this morning. It, it's been a, a really different summer with with the transfer portal and NLI and all that type of thing. So the landscape has certainly changed. But to answer your first question, Kobe Holter had a great summer up in the Cape, made the all-star team, and so did Philip Abner. So they both had really good summers up in the Cape. Um, I, I, elaborate a bit for me, Sully, what you just said, that it's been a different summer. How has it been different for you? Well, I think, uh, you know, especially the, the schools in our league, we're all trying to navigate through this NIL stuff. And some schools are, you know, a little bit ahead um, than other schools. And I think everybody's trying to figure out, you know, the, the purpose for NIL and how it's supposed to be used. And so it's, it's, it is different, especially in the SEC. And then obviously the portal thing, I mean, that would literally change from day to day. So literally I was in Hoover at a 16U tournament and, um, um, Kirsten Waldrop, right-handed pitcher from Southern Miss, goes in the portal, and he's with he's with Wyatt on the USA thing. And so I fly from Birmingham to Charlotte, drive from Charlotte to Cary, and literally change my hotel three nights in a row, and change my flight three times to finally figure out you know this whole deal. But um, yeah, it, it changed a bunch, and it, but it, but it's the new world we live in, so. Um, it was certainly exciting, but I think I spent more time on the phone this summer than I have in any other summer. Wow. You know, looking at <clears throat> just the roster makeup, Sully, it looks like, you know, th- this this may get your roster back to, to maybe where it was pre-COVID. It looks like if everything falls into place and people stay healthy, you've got a chance to have a pretty good team. Do you, do you agree with that? Uh, I do. I do. And, you know, it, you know, we, we were so used to, you know, 10, 11, and 12, we go to the World Series and – 15, 16, 17, 18, and I think that's more times getting Omaha than any school in the country in this time frame. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's taken a lot of work to get our roster back. Um, you know, we got, you know, Josh came back. Josh had a chance to sign the top ten rounds. Obviously, we talked about Halter. He was sophomore eligible. You know, BT's coming back. He could have signed. So, you know, you know, getting these guys back to school, we haven't even talked about Brandon Sproat, that situation – um, is, is a remarkable one in itself. But getting some of your best recruits oftentimes are guys that come back to school. And, you know, as far as Brandon Sproach's situation, you know, he goes in the third round with the Mets, and there's only six players that have not signed in the top ten rounds in the last two years, and two of them have been Gators with obviously Judd and with Brandon. So getting back Brandon to school is obviously huge for us, and he'll continue on the path he was towards the last third of the year and, you know, getting him back, you know, as a true number one and adding Waldrip. And you got Coppola coming back from injury. You got Brandon Neely, who had a terrific freshman year. And then you got, you know, Jack Taglianone, you know, that's that's going to start to throw again, who was really promising coming out of high school. So um, Ryan Slater had a really good summer up in the Cape. So from an offensive standpoint, we got a lot of guys back. And from a pitching standpoint and with the new guys coming in, you know, just on paper anyways, you know, that the roster is back to where it needs to be. You know, it's funny, Sully. I think sometimes, uh, you know, fans see a team put together, 
But you can't do anything about the draft. I mean, Sproke just kind of happened. You know, Judd just kind of happened. But that 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 must be, I don't know if frustrating is the right word, but sometimes you can't control things, and we all want to control stuff, but I guess you've gotten used to it by now, right? Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, there's, let's just say there's over 300 players taken in the top 10 rounds. In the last two years, that's a little over 600 players, and only six have not signed. Yeah. So to those guys coming back to school, I said, I think it says a lot about the culture. Um, it says a lot about those kids believing in our program. And obviously both of them had, had opportunities to sign with the Red Sox and the Mets. And, you know, it's very rare that, you know, the kids turn down that type of money to come back to school. But obviously we're, we're, we're obviously really excited that, that Brandon decided to come back. You had uh, in the bullpen a lot of young arms, and sometimes you know they experience growing pains as most kids do when they're freshmen. But those experiences should really help them next year with a year under their belt. I mean that that's something to look forward to too, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you know, when, when the season's over, it's disappointing for everybody. And I know there was a point during the season, at least halfway through, you know, we were all frustrated. You know, coaches, players fans you know there's an expectation here at florida and you know but to see the growth that they've made and the improvements that they made really made it in a, in a you know one of the more enjoyable seasons you know that you know at least you know for myself at florida so um but to see that growth and and be a part of that you know i think you know it says a lot about our coaching staff and the hard work the players you know put in and I mean, you think about it. We're six and twelve at one point during the SEC play, and and then we go on that run, and you know we're literally, you know, two innings away from moving on to the supers, and who knows what would have happened if we didn't have the rain delay. But, um, but no, I was awfully proud of the improvements they made, and I'm looking forward to to making you know more jumps for sophomore year. Sully, I got an email <clears throat> with a question, and I don't know if I've ever really asked you this before because we just take for granted you putting a schedule together. Jack said, could you please ask Coach, uh, what time frame does he put the schedule together for the following year? In other words, is the schedule for next year ready yet? Yeah, there's there's always some tweaks and, you know, time changes. I get that question a lot, especially in Sunday getaway days, because, you know, when teams do fly in here, it's either out of Jacksonville, Orlando, or Tampa. So sometimes we would love to start the games at 1 o'clock, but sometimes just because of the flight arrangements that other teams have to make, we have to start at noon. So I know sometimes that's a, it's tough on, you know, people going to church on Sundays and that type of thing, but it's usually a three year, three years out. Um, obviously we have a pretty much of a normal rotation with the teams in state um, during the midweeks, but those first four weekends, we usually work about three years out. Final question. Um, discuss some of the newcomers. Coming in, uh, again, you have another <clears throat> very highly rated class. Excited about these newcomers coming to the, coming to the team? Yeah, I am. It, it's a smaller class, but, you know, we, we got Tyler Shellnut, you know, from Santa Fe who hit over 20 home runs. We got a kid named Dale Thomas who transferred in from Coastal where BT played. They get it 13 or 14. We've got another player that graduated high school early in Kate Curlin, um, who is the player of the year. Um, we got a kid named Yoel Tejada, who's a six foot eight right hander. That was he had to turn down some money as well. Um, you know, we have another catcher named Luke Heyman who's coming in, who's a perfect game All American. Um, I hate using you know names because I'm going to leave out somebody, but um, but we're excited about it. I think we got a lot of balance 
I'm looking at the roster right now. We've got three, four, five, six, uh, seven left-handers, and obviously we've got a bunch of right-handers as well. So um, it should be exciting. So um, it's a really good class. Like I said, it's not a very big class, but it certainly fills our needs. No doubt. Well, for those who wanted to hear about the roster and what happened over the summer, there you go with our guest, Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan. Sully, appreciate you doing this. Thank you. You got it. Thanks, Steve. Okay, Sully. Kevin O'Sullivan, filling you in.